and welcome back to the Empowered Resilient Woman, a podcast that supports all women on the journey to becoming their most resilient self in life and in business. I'm your host, Kimberly Smith. Oh, how are you doing today? It is Wednesday. It is hump day. Um, happy whatever day you are listening to this. But I got to say, Wednesday always feels like a really good release or just like, oh, I've made it over the hurdle, the bulk of the week, and I can finally breathe. Um, I also tend to schedule my week to be busier Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then have an easier Thursday and Friday. So I am feeling good. I have made it through the hardest part of this week. I hope you have as well and can see the light. Uh, I'm super excited about today's episode. Thanks for being here. In fact, I had something else scheduled for this time. And you know when something gets canceled or doesn't happen and you're just like, you feel like you've won the time lottery? (laughs) It's great. You're like, actually, now I can do this. Uh, So yes, just one of those kind of kismet things that just worked out. But today we are going to talk about a very highly requested topic, imposter syndrome. This is probably one of the the top requested things that people ask about or struggle with uh, when it comes to my one-on-one clients, even when it comes to my personal friends and people in my network, my entrepreneur crew, we all experience it. And this topic is highly correlated to episode 10, all about perfectionist problems. So you don't need to listen to that one first, but if you haven't listened to that one, might be helpful to listen to that as well. So today we're going to discuss the what, when, and how of imposter syndrome. So what is it? When does it typically come up? What situations tend to trigger it? And then how to deal with it when it arises so that you can really break that habit of doubting yourself and all the damage that it does. So a little disclaimer here, I am not a doctor, a therapist, or a counselor, or any other type of licensed healthcare or mental health professional. None of the content in this podcast is intended to diagnose or treat any physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual condition or disorder. Always consult your personal licensed doctor or mental health care professional before making any changes to your diet or daily regimen. So what is imposter syndrome? Okay. Imposter syndrome, you can think of it as this type of intellectual self-doubt. It's an anxious behavior. It's an anxious thought process that's 100% rooted in fear. And more specifically, the fear of not being good enough. It's also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism. And it's a psychological pattern where you doubt your own abilities, your own talents, your own accomplishments, and you have this underlying and persistent fear of being exposed or called out as like this fraud, right? Despite, okay, I mind you, there being plenty of evidence of your competence, lots of achievements you might have, and you can still doubt yourself, right? So that's why that's this phenomenon, because it's so strange that highly competent people would actually feel this way, but we do. And people experiencing imposter syndrome, we often believe that our success is not ours, right? It's a it's some result of luck or chance or 
the collaborative efforts of other people on their team rather than their own skills or their own leadership or actions. It's really important to note that imposter syndrome is not an officially recognized mental health disorder, but it's this common and widespread experience. Many people, regardless of their level of success, struggle with this, right? At various points in their career. I mean, I bet if you talk to any celebrity, any politician, any, I mean, well, politicians should doubt themselves, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Any of these people that we kind of put up on a pedestal, I'm sure they would say how scared, how fearful, right? You hear these stories all the time from people in these in these roles. And, you know, it's it's usually people who are high achieving individuals, students, professionals, anybody in any type of competitive field is going to feel this way at some point in time. They're going to have this experience. I personally don't know one woman that has not felt this way at some point in her life, right? We think we are the only ones who are experiencing these feelings about ourselves because, you know, fear and anxiety, they're very isolating. They love to tell us that, you know, we're even worse off or we should feel even shittier because nobody else feels this way, which is a total lie. <laughs> so, you know, we don't share these things openly with many people. You know, you don't sit down at a board meeting at work and talk about, you know, how nervous you are before you give a presentation. So it does feel isolating, right? Uh, you know, we can feel, it can make us feel embarrassed. It can make us feel alone in our experience in life. But, you know, I got to say, there's nobody that doesn't encounter this. You know, we've all had feelings of self-doubt, We've all doubted our worth. We all have fear of rejection or feel fear of failure. We all share this. So it's this common thread that actually connects all of us. We think that it's disconnecting us, but the only thing that's disconnecting about it is that we don't talk about it. So, you know, personally, I have struggled with imposter syndrome for sure throughout my life and career. And I think back to times in my life when, I felt insecure and a hundred percent, you know, I feared that people would see through the image that I was trying to portray and see the real me, the raw me, the authentic me, the exposed me who maybe wasn't so confident. Um, and, you know, I think my biggest fear in it was that they would be disappointed and I didn't want to face those feelings. I think I thought that by people not knowing who I was, right? by having this kind of protective facade that they were safe from that disappointment. And I was, you know, also safe, but from the confirmation of the reality that I really wasn't good enough. Right. So I felt like I was protecting not only them from the disappointment, but myself as well from disappointing them and them knowing that I just wasn't who I said I was. I don't know. You know, it's it's so complex and layered. And, you know, it just, it feels like you're doomed when you're in that situation, when these thoughts are going through your head, when you're, when you're thinking about the disappointment that people would feel and you're trying to outsmart the whole system. It's pretty fucking heavy, right? So, you know, gosh, situations that have triggered my imposter syndrome, 
the gym. I can tell you first and foremost, you know, I'm very active now in my lifestyle. You know, I post a lot to my socials. You know, I love to encourage people to get out there and, you know, get fresh air and move their bodies because it's a crucial way that we can regulate our nervous systems. It's been such a gift to me, but I was not an athletic kid. (laughs) I've talked about that before. I was the opposite. And I remember going to, I used to go to the YMCA with my family when I was growing up and I was so self-conscious about using the machines. I thought, God, I don't know how to use these. If I look at the buttons too long, people are going to know that I don't know what I'm doing, that I don't belong here. I mean, all for doing something that was good for myself. Um, I've definitely doubted myself going into new jobs, you know, changing careers, shifting professions or just even shifting an employer can make you doubt yourself. You know, many of you may know that I worked for a large luxury hotel and resort in South Florida. And it was my first time being on the talent acquisition side within a hospitality environment. Previously, I had really just worked within energy and chemicals, um, you know, oil and gas type stuff. And I was out of my element, right? There was so much that I needed to learn. There was such a big learning curve. Um, What else? My first workshop, you know, my first workshop, my first event as a coach, that was definitely, you know, unsettling. I thought, gosh, there's no way that I'm going to sell any tickets, you know, and I sold out. Um, Every speaking engagement that I have, shit, every time I get on to record this damn podcast, I have a little bit of a, you know, butt clenching moment where... (laughs) I just feel like I'm going to shit myself. And then, it, you know, 30 seconds goes by, I'm into recording and and we're rolling and it's, it's great. Self-doubt is the main character when it comes to imposter syndrome. We question our abilities and we constantly worry that we are not as competent as other people perceive us to be. That ongoing self-doubting internal dialogue, that negative self-talk, it further perpetuates those feelings of inadequacy. That's what makes it such a vicious cycle. And that's what makes it so dangerous to our mental health. Personally, you know, I feel this way about, you know, how it has impacted me and what I see it do to other people as well. You know, this whole thought pattern of doubting ourselves and feeling inadequate, it eventually leads to bigger things, uh, you know, more anxiety, more catastrophizing, and that downward mental spiral, which not only can ruin your day or your week, but it can lead to a bad month. It can lead to you getting into a major slump. We know how hard it can be to get out of one of those, right? Right. And, you know, sometimes we have seasons of life where we do need to go inward. And, you know, some of those slumps are actually productive because they help us think. But in general, you know, they don't make us feel good about ourselves. They don't help us be productive and get things checked off our list. They don't help us learn anything, you know, learn any new skills. Um, So we obviously, you know, we want to avoid this. This is a thought pattern that we want to break. But let's let's go a little bit deeper here. You know, there's more characteristics of imposter syndrome, and they all weave together and overlap. Each one of these is highly correlated with all the others. So if you experience one, chances are you're experiencing them all, right? It's kind of like, you know, buy one, get 10 free, but of shit you don't want. So 
you know, some other key characteristics of imposter syndrome include perfectionism, right? We just did an episode on this, episode 10. Imposter syndrome leads you to setting these impossibly high, unrealistic standards for yourself and other people. And that, of course, leads to procrastination, avoiding tasks, out of fear that you're not going to meet those goals or expectations. It also can lead to overachievement, right? Ironically, even though we're all feeling, you know, unbearable pressure and anxiety, and those of us with imposter syndrome, you know, we we're going to push even harder at, to prove ourselves, to to achieve success. You know, we probably won't take the credit anyway, but this pushing to overachieve is something that can lead to burnout. Discounting success. You know, we play down our accomplishments, you know, our achievements or any of the attribute personal attributes that have helped us attain that. And uh, you know, we just kind of say, no, it was no big deal, you know, I just got lucky, or oh no, so and so really did all the work, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yes, while I think it's amazing to give credit to anybody who has helped you along the way and, you know, tools or resources, you did it. You fucking did it. <laughs> Take the credit, right? You know, you own your moment. So it's not that you weren't capable or that somebody else did it. You, it's all you. Difficulty accepting praise. You know, this kind of goes along with that discounting success, you know, people giving you compliments, positive feedback, and you're kind of skeptical of it. You dismiss them, um, you know, because, you know, you just don't want to, I don't know if it's fear of being in the limelight, right? And, and fear of like, you know, actually doing well, uh, you know, that could be an underlying thing here too. Fear of failure. That's another characteristic of imposter syndrome. You know, on the flip side of the overachievement, right? You've, we've got a lot of these characteristics kind of are opposites of each other as well, which is interesting that we can experience such conflicting emotions and thoughts at the same time, right? They exist together. So on that other side of achievement is this deep-seated fear of failure, which can drive people with imposter syndrome to avoid taking risks or pursuing new opportunities. You know, this is where, this is you playing small, right? You you have this fear of failure. You're afraid of letting people down. You're afraid of the disappointment that you you might feel, that others might feel, the whole thing, you know, this whole thing crumbling down in front of you. It's our fear of failure that leads us to become bored, stagnant, frustrated, and even more anxious and unhappy in our lives because we're no longer evolving, right? So it's this conundrum that we've gotten ourselves into because we are afraid of being found out where we feel like we're imposters because maybe we don't have the skills yet or we feel like we're not an expert, but it creates all these other emotions and junk, mental junk, mental garbage <laughs> in our head. <clears throat> that we take no action, that we do nothing, and we stay where we are, and we become even more unhappy. I mean, that is just, that sounds like a life sentence to hell. Constant comparison, that is another characteristic. You know, we compare ourselves just, you know, sub, uh, subconsciously. It, it We're not even trying to, but there's so many people, and, you know, there's such a high level of perfectionism 
within our society that it just sometimes is automatic, right? We have to be able to step in and see where we're comparing to other people, you know? Um, but we do, we, we, we look at other people around us. We feel like we're not as good as everybody else. So how do we move past all of these things or how do we move through imposter syndrome when it comes up? I don't necessarily think that we can, you know, cure ourselves of anxiety or, you know, imposter syndrome or perfectionism. But what we can do is learn how to work around it. We can learn how to be aware of it. And we can definitely learn to make different choices in support of what we want versus having all of these things kind of happen under the radar, right? Eventually, we're going to break that habit. Eventually, we're going to get out of the woods, but it probably is going to come up again at some point in our life, right? We can't outsmart these feelings forever. They're going to come back at some point and that's okay. And when when they do, we're going to have the tools to respond in a better and more productive way and move past them quicker. So, you know, what can you do to break this habit of self-doubt and all the damage that it does to your soul? Number one, you have to prioritize your mental health. Therapy, counseling, coaching can all be super helpful for anyone who is experiencing imposter syndrome, wants to address it and the impact that it's having on their well-being and success. You know, I've I've gone to therapy for years. I love it. I I think everybody should have a trusted therapist that they can go to not only during times of crisis, but you know, for personal reflection, uh, you know, to maybe help make sense of things. You don't have to be, you know, in this deep despair or or slump to seek mental health support. Uh, that is uh, for sure, you know, just something we need to throw out the window. Some of our biggest challenges as well stem from our childhood experiences. And I think once we get to be an adult, you know, many of us hit this point in our life where we're like, gosh, I just am not really sure who I am and I need to do a little soul searching and maybe understand what happened in the past. Therapy is great for that, right? You can gain a tremendous amount of clarity and confidence and courage through any type of personal reflection or any type of mental health modality, right? Be it therapy or counseling or or coaching. Another tool to move past imposter syndrome is to retrain your brain right? I talk about this in my courses. We have a neuroplastic brain and we are capable of creating all of these new, uh, you know, thought patterns. And I think of them as like little highways, right? Because when we think thoughts, they create pathways in our brain, right? So if we're thinking shit, then we're going to have all these crappy pathways and the more you think a thought, the deeper that pathway, it's actually a physical marking in your brain becomes. So, you know, we have to be able to reverse this process. We have to be, you know, work on increasing our awareness and noticing when that self-doubt arises and better yet, when that ick feeling comes up, the ick feeling of not being good enough 
And it's at that moment that you have to remind yourself that you are highly capable, that you have achieved so much, that you can do hard things, and that you will continue to overcome whatever obstacles are you know, in your pathway at that time. <clears throat> y- y'all know I love affirmations. For me, they have worked wonders because part of the retraining your brain process is interrupting those negative thought patterns and replacing them with something positive. So, you know, you can replace it with thinking a positive thought, um, reciting an affirmation. You can think of a positive memory even, or a food that you love or a restaurant or anything, right? It doesn't have to actually be applicable to the scenario that you're in. You just have to interrupt that thought pattern. So, you know, I love affirmations. You know, you can keep a success journal or achievement list. No matter how big or small the accomplishments may seem, when you're able to look at what you've done all written out on this big list, there's no way that you can't look back or step back and say, damn, I've done a lot, right? I'm pretty freaking amazing. Third thing to do to move past imposter syndrome is set realistic goals. So much of our self-loathing originates when we miss the mark of a goal. But we've talked about this many times. Us overachieving perfectionists, we take it too far, right? We actually set ourselves up for failure and the cycle continues. A goal needs to be challenging, but it also needs to be achievable. Setting and achieving goals is definitely part art, part science, you know, in general, it helps us recognize our accomplishments. It helps us realize that what we're capable of build new skills, and it helps us gain more confidence, which is amazing. But, but not all goals are created equal, right? And this is something that is actually in my goal manifestation guide. There's a full list of goal criteria, what goals need to be in order for you to set yourself up for success and not get into that vicious cycle of procrastination and personal letdown and self-loathing. So the goal manifestation guide for anyone who wants to check it out is a 26-page digital and reusable sustainability people. All right. I don't want you to have to go out and buy something again and again and again. So you buy it once, you use it forever, but it's a digital workbook you can reuse. It comes with a video training that teaches you the exact goal setting strategy that I teach my clients. And I will put the link in the show notes, or you can go to encompasscoachingservices.com to learn more about the goal manifestation guide. Four, practice self-care and self-compassion. This is something that I think people really underestimate. Prioritizing self-care activities such as just eating whole foods and daily movement, regular exercise, meditation, any type of nervous system relaxation or uh, nervous system regulation techniques, these are going to help keep you present. It's going to help you keep your mind in a positive place. And the act of slowing down actually enhances that mind and body connection, which is going to increase your awareness for any negative thought patterns that are going to arise, right? It's it's going to, you know, when you're nice to yourself, when you're doing things daily to help meet your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs, it, it actually makes it so much easier to forgive 
things that don't go right, right? Maybe mistakes that you make or, you know, not even mistakes that you make, but just, you know, sometimes shit just doesn't work out and it's not your fault, but we all want to blame somebody. And a lot of times we blame ourselves, right? So it's going to help you practice compassion for not just yourself, but for other people too, which is beneficial. Professional development and upskilling. Okay. I mean, I could probably do a whole episode and I might (laughs) all about investing in yourself. You have to invest in furthering your education and learning new skills. Now, this does not by any means mean that you need to go into debt paying for some 60K MBA, right? No, 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 no hard feelings to anybody who's who's done that. I think higher education, formal higher education is super valuable too in many instances. And there are so many other options too when it comes to professional development, personal development, upskilling, or learning new skills for not only life, but for business. There's so many ways to take courses, attend workshops, seek any type of additional training. This is going to help you feel more confident. This is actually, I think this is the the number one thing holding most people back from taking their career to the next level. Career is by far, you know, one of the biggest areas where people are most unhappy, right? You know, we're not happy with our boss, we're not happy with our schedule, we're not happy with the money that we make, you know, and and that those are usually the catalysts that, you know, propel us to 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 take those risks, to change jobs, to want to take things to the next level. You know, Your manager, I guess maybe when I was younger, I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to get in with a company and I'm going to get a great mentor and I'm just going to, you know, you know, they're going to take me under their wing and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) And that, babe, that just does not happen in most scenarios. If you are lucky enough to have had that happen, I'm happy for you. But your manager or the company that you work for, they are most likely not going to come to you with these opportunities. Now, more and more, you see companies that have a professional development budget where they might say, hey, you know, if there's any courses that you want to take, like, you know, we've got some money for that. And in fact, that did happen to me, but I honestly didn't even know what my manager meant. I was so burnt out and overwhelmed by life at the time that I I let that opportunity pass me by and I, I regretted it. But the the point is that you have to take the initiative. You have to participate in carving your unique path to success because nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to bring you an, an idea or tell you that you have to do something. You're going to have to motivate yourself to find something that you know is going to be valuable for yourself, for your future, and you know, go for it. The final thing here that I think can really help anybody overcome imposter syndrome and self-doubt and all of the, you know, baggage that comes with it is being able to connect to a supportive community. Okay. Loneliness is an epidemic. It really is. We are in this age of isolation. You know, we are working hard every day. We are, you know, parents are doing a lot more than ever, right? And it can be isolating. We, we, we don't see our friends as often, you know, and we, 
need to feel connected. Connection is a human, it's an innate human need. And, you know, so much of our days are busy and stressful. We need an escape that's positive. So surrounding yourself with positive and inspiring and supportive people can help you maintain a healthier mindset a hundred percent, you know, and on that note, we've all been around people or groups that honestly, it seems like all they fucking do is complain or talk about superficial things. And you need to find authentic connections, people who, you know, feel like your soul family, people who can encourage you and give you that positive reinforcement, who maybe understand some of the things that you're going through because not, you know, not all the time are our family, the best people for that. You know, I, I constantly hear that people are lonely, that they feel like they can't share their successes with the people in their lives for fear that they're going to, you know, be misconstrued or people are going to think that they're bragging or, or they're conceited. I'm not saying get rid of those people. Although sometimes there are ties that need to be severed. But you do need a group of people in your life who will celebrate your wins with you, who are allowed, you know, you are allowed to be proud of yourself and your accomplishments. Shit, if you just got a 10K raise and you're my best friend, I want to hear about it, right? You know, there's such this taboo thing about like, you know, talking about how much money we make and all the things, right? You know, and you have to be able to share some of those big things. And it's not just like, oh, I got a raise. Like maybe you got a big raise or a big bonus and you want to really just shout it from the rooftops. There should be people in your life who are going to be willing to receive that information and not make it mean anything about themselves or about you, right? So when you have people in your life who can be proud of you too, that encourage you to be proud of yourself and they say it and they mean it, man, that is transformative. Likewise, in that same group where you can share your wins, you will also be able to share your disappointments and your letdowns or your feelings around self-doubt when they come up again, because they will. And those people will help you remember who you are and that you are worthy, not just because of your accomplishments, but you're worthy because you always have been and you always will be. And you know that's the way God made you. <laughs> I hope that if you are experiencing self-doubt, if self-doubt has been something that has been creeping into your life lately, that these words bring you comfort, right? If you are at the uh, at the tipping point of, you know, a career change or a big family move or a relationship change, if you're at any place in your life where you've been feeling anxious or fearful and that voice in your head has been telling you that you can't do it or that it's not going to work out or that, gosh, you know, you're not as good as everybody else please listen to this episode again, save it. (laughs) You know, I am a firm believer that when we listen to something more than once, we pick up new things. So I hope these things bring you comfort. I hope you've learned something and you take away even just one little thing that can help bring more peace into your life. And remember that you're capable of so much and you are way more than your accomplishments or your mistakes or any of that nonsense. Okay. So I just want to thank you again for listening. Thank you for being here. 
If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it, share it with your friends, post it on social media, tag me at Kimberly.Brooke.Smith so I can repost it and say thank you. You know, as an entrepreneur, it's so helpful to, you know, have things be shared and reach a new audience and meet and connect with new people. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, keep shining and I will chat with you soon. I will see you on the next episode. Have a great one. Thank you.